Taking years to write a book is so last century. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill. I help aspiring authors move toward their dreams of career authordom by mastering their story, mastering their words, and mastering their marketing. If you're ready to put your head down and do the work necessary to eventually live off your fiction royalties, then tune in each week. I'll give you actionable tips and hacks, as well as inspiring interviews with writers who are already doing this. We are prolific authors. Hey everybody, how's it going? <laughs> I just realized I forgot to add myself to the stream, but here I am. Um, so today I decided that I was going to talk about how to write transformational characters because this is a really, really important part of writing fiction. So that's what I'm going to talk about, but let me do just a little bit of housekeeping first, okay? Um, let's see. If you are watching this on YouTube or uh, LinkedIn or via the Facebook page, consider um, joining the uh, Prolific Author Facebook group. This is the URL there. You can also just search for the Prolific Author on Facebook and it will come up. We're kind of starting to grow a really fun little group in there and we'd love to have you. Um, Make sure, if you haven't yet, to pick up the Ultimate Villainy Checklist, which is a freebie for you, and that is actually especially um, relevant to what we're talking about today, because if you use the Ultimate Villainy Checklist, you will probably end up writing a really transformational villain, and that is what we want. Um, and of course, as always, if you need any help with any part of your authoring career, um, I am actually doing the Power Hour call again. I did this in... January, I think. I was kind of doing it as a sale, but it was really, really popular, so I brought it back. Um, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be doing it for. It's a little bit indefinite at this point. It won't be It won't be forever, but for right now, I'm kind of keeping it as um, just sort of a special, an intro for anyone who has never received coaching from me before. So, um, you know, I can help you. I can give you an audit on any one of various different areas. I can audit your um, work in progress, give you kind of a character and character arc audit to make sure that you are writing things that are transformational and that you are positioning your story to be a bestseller. I can give you a marketing audit to check out how your book marketing is going and give you some pointers there. I can um, audit your writing process to help you be a little bit more prolific and um, get more work done or any other any other part of your journey that you need help with. Um, if you are not sure if I can help you, just send me an email or feel free to DM me, okay? Um, let's see, anything else, anything else? I think that's all of our housekeeping. All right, so let's just talk about, first let's touch on transformational stories. You have to kind of, in order to really hook your readers, you kind of have to go into the reader psychology of things. And you have to understand that the only reason people read fiction is because it transforms them in some way, right? Um, it makes them feel really strong emotions through those characters, okay? So in order to be really successful as an author, you need to be able to transform your audience. And you do that through your characters and through your stories because they are living vicariously through these characters, right? And that is the only reason that they are gonna come back to what you write, okay? Strong emotions will help to uh, transform them. And those then kind of transition into giving you reviews, um, spreading the word, and always wanting to come back to your stories because they trust you as a storyteller that you're going to make them feel something and going to give them a transformational experience, okay? So it's really, really important to have that element there. Now, 
I will say that most of the stories in our own heads feel transformational to us, right? If they didn't, we probably wouldn't care to write them. But it's about being able to get that transformation across on the page so that the reader feels it too. And therein is, you know, the skill of writing, which is which is not so easy to do. So what are some ways that we can create transformational characters, which are obviously a big part of the story? Um, well, one of the things I do that many people do is create a story Bible. Now, I will say that my story Bibles are a little bit different than most people's. They are definitely more detailed and have a lot more, uh, um, many more aspects to them than most people's do. So when most people talk about a story Bible, it's usually about character details, right? It's about um, a lot of times about the way the characters look, you know, so that you don't accidentally give the character blue eyes in one chapter and green eyes in another. And so it's just a reference that you can go back and, and look at, and it really depends on the writer how much detail they put in. If you're writing a really sprawling series, if you're writing the Wheel of Time series, you're probably going to want to keep a lot of notes, and it really is going to end up looking like a Bible so that you don't forget the storyline from book one when you're writing book 12, right? So you can do things like that. But in terms of writing transformational characters, I do this in order to... Um, make my characters really detailed and to make sure that their personalities always come through the story in some way. Um, because here, here's the bottom line, guys. In order to really be affected by a transformation, the reader needs to know that character very, very well, okay? If the character is a little blasé, if there's nothing distinctive about them that jumps off the page that the character, or that they, excuse me, that the reader can really grab onto, the transformation isn't going to affect them, okay? They, they won't care about the character. So the best way to do that is to make your characters really, really distinctive so that the audience knows them very well. Now, this is a little bit of a tangent, but notice that I don't say that the audience has to love them. They, they really don't. They only have to know them. So the reason I say that is because we can have really distinctive villains that the audience doesn't actually love. Now, of course, it depends on the way you look at it. Some people love villains just in their villainy or they think they're a super cool villain, right? But the point is they don't have to be rooting for that villain to win. So let's use an, as an example, um, Star Wars, right? Let's say that you were one of the first people watching Star Wars when it came out, late 70s, right? So you didn't have all the films we have now. We didn't have all the, the, the Star Wars universe that we have now, right? Even so, they knew Darth Vader pretty well. Okay, he was a very distinctive villain. That had to do with the way he looked. It had to do with um, the way that he, you know, held himself. It had to do with his name. It had to do with what we saw him do. We saw him killing people, choking people out. Um, a little bit later, we saw him kneeling to the super evil uh, emperor guy. You know, we, we knew that villain very, very well. So when his transformation came at the end of the third movie in the trilogy, it was way more powerful because he was a very distinctive character that we knew a lot about, okay? If he had just been some, you know, kind of semi-blase bad guy, it just, it would not have been nearly as memorable or nearly as moving, okay? So that's what we're going for. Whether you're writing a villain or a hero or a love interest or, you know, whatever it is, they, the, the audience needs to know the character very, very well or the transformations, it's just not going to affect them. It's not going to happen and they're going to, their whole response to your story will be meh. And, and that's not what you want, right? That's not how you create super fans, okay? So um, back to the story Bible. Um, this is just something that I use to 
sort of create, I mean, it, it works both ways. I use it both to create the character and then also to keep track of the character. So the things that, at least three of the major things that I do keep track of in my story Bibles are their looks, that is important, and um, then the emotional reactions and the personalities. I'm gonna go over these in a little bit more detail. And this is, these are only three of the things. I actually have a few others that I that I also keep in my story Bible, but these are the major ones that are going to um, help your character be really distinctive to the audience. So let's talk about looks first. This is pretty typical stuff that you can figure out, right? Hair, eyes, skin, body shape. But what a lot of people don't think about too much with their characters are things that are not inherent to them physically. The clothes that they wear, you know, that's going to tell a lot about them as a character. If your character is always wearing a suit, um, always wearing a skirt, always wearing jeans, certain types of shoes, anything like that. Sometimes it's just their style. You know, are they always looking disheveled? Are they always super pristine and clean? I mean, that says a lot about the character. And you can use that to show um, mood changes and drama in the show. If you have a character that's really always very clean and, and takes a lot of um, pride in what they look like, and then you have a scene where they're super disheveled, that, that really does say a lot about their character and what's going on with them. Um, accessories are a good one. Um, and we do get a lot of characters that have these. I mean, um, characters that wear glasses all the time, uh, Pippi Longstocking and her, you know, her braids, things like this that become very, very associated with the character. And then scars. I, I, I always tell people that scars are one of my favorite things to, to put on characters. In fact, it's probably a bit of a cliche in my writing because I don't think I have a story where at least one character does not have a scar. Um, I love to scar my characters just because I think it shows so much character and it makes them so much more interesting. So these are the things to keep in mind. You can use them to plan your characters, to um, build them out, but this is, you know, it put them in the story Bible so that you're always keeping them front of mind and remember to repeat them in a lot of scenes so that the reader can really um, visualize that character and that's how they get to know them. Um, emotional reactions. This this is important, and I do not see very many authors actually doing this. I would come up with the way in which your character shows their emotional reactions. And it's to basic emotions, happy, sad, angry, scared, um, nervous, you know, maybe, maybe touched, like, oh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, only you will know exactly what kind of emotions you're going to be going for with this character in this book. And so if there's more complicated emotions than the basic ones, by all means, come up with a way that they show that emotion. Now, they can show it any way you want. And th these can actually be pretty cliche because most people show their emotions in, you know, maybe one of five ways. And, and as human beings, we don't usually stray too far outside that. So I wouldn't necessarily try to reinvent the way that humans show emotions here and come up with super unique things for all the emotions you can and and that can make the character interesting but i wouldn't do that for all of them either so for being happy you know just smiling um jumping up and down maybe crying happy tears depending on you know the level of happiness basic things but the reason this is important is because it is going to vary from character to character and if you nail these things down and then use them over and over in the scenes to show emotion again it just helps the audience get to know the character better and with these most of the time the audience isn't even going to really um consciously be aware of it they'll just know that they know that character and that you brought that character across and they love that character and they won't even be able to tell you like the technical aspects of why so this is another thing that um, will help you to create transformational characters personalities okay I would encourage you to get acquainted with one 
of the major personality systems that are out there. I've listed several of them here. Color Code, Enneagram, The Four Tendencies, Myers-Briggs. I actually forgot to put um, the five love languages on there, especially if you're writing romance. That would be a good one. Um, use these to craft your characters and to also craft the way that they interact with other characters. So a really good example of this would be Harry Potter. We have this trio of friends, Harry, Hermione, and Ron. If they all have the exact same personality, would that be anywhere near as powerful as it actually is in the book? Of course not. Like, they have different personalities. They're very distinctive, and they complement one another. So you can use that to create tension and conflict. You can use that to create, um, you know, really kind of um, sentimental or bonding moments in their friendships. And it makes us love them all the more. So I would just encourage you to explore a few of these and see what works for you and your characters. Um, I will give you one caution. Don't try to use every aspect of any of the character um, personalities. I, I didn't say that very well. Don't try to use every aspect of a personality for your character. Okay, human beings are very, very complex. And if you try to use, for example, if you use Myers-Briggs and try to use every aspect of a certain personality in your character, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Okay, there's just too much. Don't overdo it. Take, you know, come up with one, two, maybe three traits that will kind of um, be the epitome of that character's personality and use them over and over again, but just don't try to overdo it. Um, by the same token, don't try to use all of these different personality systems because, again, you're not going to be able to keep track of that. It's going to drive you nuts. But if you even just, I mean, it's really a less is more thing. If you can come up with two or three traits for the character and really pound those traits into the audience that this is who this character is, that will make them very, very memorable. And that will make, therefore, their transition at the end of the story, their transformation, I guess I should say, um, that much better. Okay? So this is pretty much what I have for you today. And once again, whatever you end up doing, whatever, uh, you know, if you use any of these tips or tricks or if you have your own, this is the best way to make sure that your audience knows your character, that they are distinctive, that they are jumping off the page in a unique way. And that's important because that is the only way that the transformation of the character and the transformation of the story and therefore the transformation of the audience who's living vicariously is really going to land, okay? That is how you're going to bring people back to you as an author and back to your stories. So um, I want you to check out whatever you're working on right now, your, your work in progress and the characters that you are currently writing and, and be honest with yourself. Ask yourself um, if you have these things in place, you know, is your character super distinctive? Are they jumping off the page? If not, you can fix this. It's very, very fixable and it's very easy to fix. Even if you have to do a little bit of rewriting, it will be worth it in the long run because people will love your characters and cling to your characters. You want people, you know, um, really, what's the word I'm looking for, like gushing about your characters. And if you're going to kill one of them off, you want them to have a super emotional reaction to that. And if you're going to put two of them in a relationship, you want people to be 100% behind that relationship. Or, you know, if it's a if it's a um, unhealthy relationship and that's the point, you want them to be really, really protective of those characters. You know, the way to do that is this way, to make them very, very distinctive. So go and see if your characters are really, really... Um, unique this way and if you have these things planned out so that people can really latch onto them because that will make your transformation that much stronger okay and doing that is how you will build a fan base much faster and therefore be able to create a sustainable author business which is what we're all trying to do okay so 
that's my tip for the week. And um, I hope you, I hope this was valuable for you in some way. Don't forget to um, join the group and let me know if you have any questions at all. And I would love it if you guys would put in the comments what your favorite tips and tricks are for making your characters unique and how you craft them. I would love to hear um, your take on this and um, also maybe any, any problems or questions you have about these things. Okay. So everyone go have fun and have a great week of character creation. Happy writing everyone. See you later. me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.